millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Today we've got Bob Mills. And Russell Grant representing Middlesex, of course, as they do. And Natalie Sawyer and Ainsley Harriet representing Arsenal. They were all absolutely marvellous in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that stokes the fiery furnace of football fandom. Our guests are given the opportunity to represent the team they've always supported in a heavyweight contest of wits. But who will land the killer blow and who will find the ring walk a bit of a struggle? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. This week sees a welcome return to Russell Grant, representing the Commonwealth of Middlesex non-league teams. It's very easy to say. (laughs) Alongside Captain Bob Mills. Hello, you two. Hello. Hello. Lovely to have you back, Russell. Oh, well, I'm glad to be back, but I gather that Bob's been doing his own thing without me. He's he's come in and he's tried to represent... No, you were poorly and I sat in for you representing the Commonwealth and I gave... A remarkable performance. <laughs> How remarkable was it? Can someone tell me? That was unbelievable. When I finished, they went, I don't believe that. Bob, hold, Bob holds the record for getting in the final round. I think he got 20 that, gladiators questions yeah, 20 right out of 20. in a row. You were wow. good at that last yes. time with me, yeah. weren't you? Very good. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Very good at Did that. Did you call him Bob Holness? No, no he said Bob Holness. And, that, and immediately your, your autocorrect <laughs> went to And on the team sheet for Arsenal is chef and TV presenter Ainsley Harriet. Yes, give me an A, Ainsley. Yay, there we are. Yes. There we are, the fourth emergency service. Oh, fantastic. Um, and with Captain Natalie Sawyer. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you back, Natalie. Thank you. Thank Missed you. you last week. Yes, I had a little break, didn't I? A little I? break. And yes. since you've been away, you've been become award-winning, am I right? Well, yes, I know. A couple of... Well, TalkSport won the network, obviously, yeah. of the year. And, yes, the show I do with Jim White, White and Sawyer, which Bob is a part of as well. Yeah won uh, the show of the year. What awards have you won, Ainsley? Um, what, 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 the most recent award that I'm about to receive is my MBE. I'm off to the palace next week to get a little bit of a little pinch skin from the Queen or Prince Philip or, I don't know, uh, Prince William. Do you know who it'll be? I don't know. They don't tell you. Do you get told what you have to wear? Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I was really confused about that. Yes. I'm still a bit confused about it because I, I thought that if you go to that sort of, you know, you get a sir, you get knighted, then you have to wear the tails, at, yes. the morning right. suit. Yes. They say morning dress, don't they, but without the top hat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, lounge suit or... Um, Jeans. Sort of regimental uniform. No jeans. Oh. So, no, I was going to wear a chef's kind of outfit, That'd all the white. Oh, that is your work. Yeah, that, that would be kind of not. 
but it'd be a bit glary for the cameras, wouldn't yeah. it? You know, you've yeah. learned over the year because yes. you've got to be tea stained. Because they used to dip everything in a kind of tea, a bowl of tea or something like that, to take that glare off the jackets and oh, stuff. Really? In the early days of Ready Steady Cook, I don't, I don't know what they do. Oh now. gosh, yes, I did one of those. Yeah, yes. of course you did. I remember oh, now. Yeah, get it on. yeah, you won, didn't I, you? I came as a tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire tea. We can't say that now. Have I created a Twitter storm? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope hope any publicity is good publicity. Um, Who are you going to take with you to the palace, Angel? Uh, My children. I just think that, you know, it's that kind of generation. I think us, us all sitting around here now, we are of the generation that kind of appreciate something like that, but our parents' generation, they were the one that knew all about the British Empire, they were the ones that saluted everything, and the Queen was on TV and they stood up and all that type of stuff. Life has changed, we still respect it, Mm. but I think, you know, my mum would have just been delighted. She'd been down the church, Miss Sunwin MBE! We are part of the generation, though, myself and Russell, and to an extent, I know he's younger than us because we, we started out together in the world of comedy. What happens now is your phone rings and someone say, Hello, you all right? Yeah, have you heard about Ainsley? He said, Oh, no. Uh, no, he's won an MBE. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <lovely. laughs> oh, brilliant, yes. Yeah. Uh, Ainsley representing Arsenal. Of today. course, how'd yeah. How did you get into Arsenal? How did I get into it? I think uh, I was. A youngster, you see, I have no recollection ah. of the 1966 World Cup. And the reason I'm mentioning that is because I think it really captured the imagination. I'm, you know, uh, I was born in 57, so you can imagine uh, around about that time, it would be ideal for a kid, excited as anything. But my family, my mum, took me to Jamaica in America for yeah. a six week holiday. So from the time we broke up, the whole time we were away, I didn't see any of that World Cup. So you came back. I don't remember the euphoria in the country no. or anything. So it was many years later, a friend came to the house and took me down to Arsenal. I think it was about 70, 1970, and they were just starting to get good. And, of course, the 1771 season, they won the double. Yeah, right, right. And it was fantastic. You know, yeah. it wasn't like the old days, going down to Chelsea or West Ham and being chased down the road by, no, yeah, sure. get out of here and yeah. all that. <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic. Coming yeah. out the station, walked across the road to Highbury, and they were on it up. And if your team are on or up and you and you know you go and see a team, they're on the up. The atmosphere's great yeah. and you get sucked Hooks in. You in it? That's why, you know, there's so many young Liverpool or Man City yeah. supporters now, because that's mm. what it does. We want to be associated with positiveness, you that's, know, with that's, that's like Russell and Middlesex. The yeah. whole of Middlesex. The whole of we're going it's to such the whole a positive of it. place. It is. It and lots and lots of people keep saying to me, but it doesn't exist. And I keep saying, you are so wrong. <laughs> and I was going to say, <laughs> I'm on the horns of a dilemma, which is why I'm sitting like this. <laughs> it's because my mother was born in Essex Road, Islington. Oh. And when I said to her I was playing against you yeah. and Arsenal, she said, well, you can't possibly win then. Oh. Because my dear old 93-year-old yeah. mum was born in Ashby Grove off the Essex Road oh, and is an Arsenal fan. Oh, I love her now more than ever. You see? <laughs> the scene is set for the People's Republic of Middlesex versus Arsenal. To see all kick-off, we start with a musical duet that many thought would never happen. No, it's not David Icke and Tina Turner. It's Eddie Grant and Delia Smith with a reworking of his hit, Electric Avenue. Working so hard like a soldier Can't afford a thing on TV Deep in my heart I abhor ya Can't get food for the kid Good God, we gonna rock
what a beautiful song. There we are. Not our first musical collaboration. Her cake was on the cover of the Rolling Stones album, Let It Bleed, in 1969. What wow. a great wow. fact that yeah. is. Yeah. But here's the question. Can you tell me what year Delia's side Norwich City FC were formed? What year were Norwich City formed? It's sealed bids, but while both teams confer, here's a short musical interlude. Right, the bids have been handed in. Arsenal on the People's Republic of Middlesex. Here we go, Arsenal have said 1893. Whereas the People's Republic of Middlesex have said 1899. The answer is 1902. It's the People's Republic of Middlesex. There we are, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest club today as we do this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. Yes, we want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They're free to employ any reasoning they wish. And this isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. The People's Republic of Middlesex, Russell Grant, you have won the right to go first. And your 30 seconds starts now. I put this out to the Middlesex guys and this is what they can came back with. So it's clubs and the younger people that became big people. They were cultured, nurtured by a club in Middlesex. Hendon, Ian Dowie, Wildstone, Stuart Pearce and Vinnie Jones, two players who went on to captain their respective countries, England and Wales. Jermaine Beckford and Marvin Morgan, Southall, Les Ferdinand, Hayes too, Yedding, Andrew MP, DJ Campbell, Enfield, Mark Warburton, Southall, Alan Devonshire and 11 others and Justin Fashion who went back to Southall. Also going back was Stuart Garner from Blackburn to Wildstone, John McCormack, Crystal Palace to Wildstone, Stainstown, Eric Young, Scott Taylor, Lyle Taylor, and Joe Aribo. <laughs> Sudbury Court, John Barnes, Bedfront Sports, Reese Gregos Cox. Uh, Ray Wilkins represented Middlesex, oh. born in Hillingdon. Hayes, Jason Roberts, Ashford Town, Middlesex, Danny Ballman, Hampton, Darren Powell, and the Wildstone Raider. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. So They're without those million-pound academies, yeah. this is where football is really born and raised. Exactly. Oh, oh, very good. Oh, the foundation, oh, that's the foundation of the whole league. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. People's Republic of Middlesex, no football. There we are. That's what you're up against. Ainsley Harriet, could you please tell us why Arsenal is bigger than... Middlesex. <laughs> classy outfit, classy outfit. As far as Middlesex were concerned, that's like a who's who of Middlesex. We're talking about Arsenal. We're talking about a stadium that has been around and been in the top flight all of its history. Well, now we're at the Emirates. Emirates. Not just the Emirates. It's a sexy stadium. When you walk up to that stadium, you think, wow, this is a theatre of football. You go inside and you sit down on beautiful cushioned seats. Any squeaky bub time doesn't even exist with those in, in attendance. It really is all about comfort. And if you've had a night on the Bears, they do a really good pie with buttered mash, mushy peas and a nice mushy lashing. Peas. Yes, darling. And a nice lashing of gravy. Oh, yeah, we've got it all down there now. Charlie George still does the hospitality rounds. Considering he scored in 71, he's still doing it. Proud. And we haven't even mentioned Vavavum. Thierry Henry, mm. a beautiful scorer of goals, but more importantly, a beautiful man. As my mistress would say, you can vavavum me anytime. <laughs> oh, 
There we are. But you've still got no oh, one to watch because the players aren't there to watch. Oh, dear. Very, very good. And you both appealed to my senses. You really did. So I'm going to go. I'm going to give you one goal, Ainsley. Just the one goal? For the buttery <laughs> match. Oh, let's be having you. <laughs> and two goals to Russell and Bob and for the whole of Middlesex um, because of mainly mentioning two Talk United <laughs> players. And that's basically how it goes on. So the scores at the end of that round are the People's Republic of Middlesex 2, Arsenal 1. Let's be having you. If you didn't believe you can win, then there's no point getting out of bed at the end of the day. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. Time now to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. Yes, it's Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to share an idea they believe will change sport for the better. This may well ruffle the feathers of the sporting establishment, but here on Glory Hunters, tradition counts for nothing. Previous suggestions have included abolishing half-time, ball boys taking penalties and even changing the name of football. Our guests are free to throw the rule book onto the fire. It may, after all, be more environmentally friendly than some wood-burning stoves. OK, Natalie, we're going to start with you. More boxing, more of the time. Yeah, so obviously we had this big build-up to Fury against Wilder. It ended in quite a, a fantastic boxing bout in the end, Fury coming through. But the problem is we don't get enough of these big fights. We have to wait. Mm. And the build-up to them, well, it takes forever. There's the months of speculation about who's going to fight who, where they're going to fight, when will they fight. Then the fight doesn't actually happen for another about six months or so. <laughs> it just gets a bit boring. And for the casual supporter of boxing, I'm sure they forget all about it as well. Now, I realise that the problem partly in, in all of this is that you have, what, four rankings. You've got WBA, WBC, IBF, WBO. Why not amalgamate them all, unify it, so you become the ultimate world champion in just one, one ranking, if you like. Reduce the number of rounds as well, if you want to, so it's less of a physical onslaught for the, for the boxers. And that way you might get a fight every three, four, five months, whatever mm. it is. Surely that's more entertaining for boxing fans than having to wait what feels like an eternity most of the time. Natalie, <laughs> I like the answer, but it was a bit dream world, wasn't it? I because know, oh, I, I, just, I just think I'm going to give you one goal, Natalie, oh. I'm afraid. Oh. One goal. Oh, Russell, gosh. we come to you next, yeah. and you're going to fix suspensions in football. Because, you know, I was looking on Twitter last week, and there's a club in Nottinghamshire, not Middlesex, called Worksop Town. Yes! And oh. they're having to raise £30,000 mm. by the end of February. Otherwise, they go out of business. I think it's outrageous. They're the fourth oldest club in the county. Okay. When you've got clubs like Notts County there, yeah, yeah. Nottingham Forest, and Worksop Town cannot get the money they need to survive. Now, my suggestion would be, therefore, when players are suspended, instead of just sitting there and watching, oh, I don't know, Jeremy Vine. They escape to the country. Yeah, oh, I like that. On, on yeah, full like wages. Yeah, on full wages. Yeah. Escape to they the chateau, be, I like. Uh, escape to the a, chateau. Just trip. escape. Yeah. Yeah. They should get out and do their bit. You know, when people are given community yes. service. And they're picking yeah. up litter or whatever. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Now, community service for these clubs. I mean, they could go down to Workshop Town, do a big fundraiser, yeah. raise the 30000 and we've saved a non-league club. 
And so I want those players. Once all the fine, all the fine they get given, yeah. just pays that thirty Give grand for what exactly. works, so they can choose yeah. which club to help out. Exactly. Yeah. What a Whatever. fantastic idea! So yeah. that's what they should be doing. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. No one can argue with any of that. It's completely. Based. I think it's okay, but I think oh. in the modern day world, Ainsley. you know, these people that are in the public eye the way that they are. Yeah. And the amount of money that they've got, it's it's really difficult to implement a law like that, saying you will go here or you will do that. Yeah, if they get I mean, injured. technically, Ainsley, it could be Dreamworld. <laughs> you know, someone That's mentioned true. that a moment or ago. That's true. Oh, yeah. It could be that they get the most terrible Twitter storm around them because they didn't bother to turn up Very at work. I think what you can do, you can, you can finesse your ideas like, okay. and say, rather than the fines, I mean, because a club like the Arsenal, they get together this big pot of fines at the end of the season yeah. and then all go out and have a big old night off. It's 70,000, pounds. They all go off somewhere. Could have said Fine. Workshop right. Town. Give it to Workshop. Exactly. No other team, just <laughs> Workshop. <laughs> I loved it uh, and it annoyed Natalie, so I'm going to give you three goals. <laughs> uh, Ainsley Harriet, yes. zero tolerance for latecomers. Oh, yes. Everybody yeah. knows what I'm talking about when mm. I say you've arrived back, especially at half-time. I can understand at the beginning of the game when people are you know transport might not work out but after half time you get back to your seat and 10 minutes into the game it's tense because that's the point that game can turn mm. in the second half very very quickly and suddenly someone comes and they stroll in they casually and of course a lot of people doesn't happen down at the Arsenal. There's a bit more room so people can walk by you whilst you're sitting down. But a lot of places you have to get up and stand up. And the whole tension goes. Reminds me it's the difference between ITV and BBC when you're watching a drama. Mm. And at the Beeb, it's uninterrupted. ITV, it keeps breaking. You don't know whether you yeah. should buy hair shampoo or get car insurance. <laughs> it takes your mind <laughs> off it. But when you have that concentration, it's only, it's only 45 minutes each half. Just watch the game. You get into it. So I just think there should be zero tolerance. I think you have to wait, and you have to wait until there's a proper break. Maybe when there is a substitution, then you can go on or some, yeah, uh, yes. something of that nature. Well, or you like, can go to your seat. No, it's like it's soften well. Don't soften it. <laughs> you cannot. Listen, you ever been to the opera? I went to the opera about three weeks ago. I mm. swear, I, not something I do. We got some neighbours, but. I don't like them, but they're a bit posy. <laughs> and they invited me. I said, well, will you come? do you want to come to Saida? All right? We went to Saida. I thought they, I thought they were saying, do you want to come to Asda? Which is a great day out for me. We went to... Now, here's the thing. Natalie. Natalie, stop singing, Natalie. It's... <laughs> but here's the rule. <laughs> Honestly, it's gone to a red. What a oh, demon. Here is the rule at the opera. <laughs> yeah. Not when the, when he when he goes like this, the guy conductor yeah. goes that. If you're not in your seat, doesn't matter if you're in the honor, if you're not in your seat, you ain't getting in. You gotta wait until half time. Between the movements. Interval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to wait. Yeah, yeah. Don't let them Good out point. When there's a Good point, Bob. Good point. I also think they should be. I think it's very casual when the, when, when the actual game starts. Yeah. I think there should be some type of, I don't know, you know that, 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 that movie Terminator, when you know the Terminator's coming. Dun, 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 dun. You build up yeah. the game, two minutes, the game will start. Yes. Something to rock the stadium, something to get the blood rushing. Yeah. Get to your seat. Be part of it. It's all casual. The game will kick off in yeah. five minutes. Do you know, if you were at work 
and uh, you had a meeting with someone and someone turned up 10 or 50, you'd be so angry. Imagine you that. probably wouldn't give them the job. No. These guys have trained all week. You know, their performances, and not only that, you love them. Yeah. Get out there and support them. Get out there and yeah. just be behind your team. Exactly. There we are. We've all agreed with it, Angela. It was an excellent point. I'm going to give you three goals. Very, very good. <laughs> uh, the final person in this round is you, Bob. Gonna fix VAR for us. Right, I've uh, stood behind no money. My detestation of VAR. Mm. I said right from the start it was an insult to football because football is a game that you start playing when you're a kid, and you play when you're five and six and seven mm. and eight and nine, and then suddenly this glorious moment arrives when you're about eleven. In my case, it was eleven St Paul's Cup. When suddenly you turn up. And there's a referee. <laughs> yeah. And there's a two linesmen. It's not your gym teacher, it's a proper referee, and you think, this is big time, this is football. And the first thing you learn is some uncle or dad or someone will say, no good argument with him, mate, he's never going to change his mind. And suddenly, footballers said, actually, they will. They will change their minds. Don't worry, they are not the final arbiter. Their word is not law. And I believe we start to destroy the game when that happens. However, it has happened. It is happening. People talk about the time wasting. People worry that it wastes time, the VAR thing. But in fact, the VAR consultation might take two minutes. Most of the time is wasted that when a goal is scored, the crowd go crazy and they celebrate and the players celebrate. That's most time wasting. I think the law should be now, just because the ball goes in the net, when it goes in, everyone should stop <laughs> and just waste. Freeze. The players stay where you are, the crowd stay in your seats because we've got important business to do and we'll check out and only when you're told by a man 300 miles away on a screen, yes, it's a goal, yeah. then you can have your celebration. No 60,000 mannequins. Yes, absolutely. And if you can't do that, all right, once or twice, maybe, okay, you can't. But the third time you do it, the third time a player goes, yeah, fine. So booking, that's a booking. <laughs> if the fans are suddenly out their seats screaming, yeah. well, we've Kick got CCTV, we can ban you, yeah. we can you suspend out. you for a game. We need to take that animal instinct. Yes, Bob, it's a great idea. I mean, I, I can't see quite how it's workable. If you want to bring in a new law, you've got to be prepared to crush people yeah, in yeah. order to make um, it work. Crush resistance. <laughs> Tell them, you shall not celebrate. You shall not instinctively jump up in the air when, you're, when your team scores. No. Well, and if you, can't, you. if you That's can't nice. learn to do that, Maybe football's not for Maybe you. Maybe it's not the game for you. Don't. No. Uh, I'm going to give you two goals, Bob, because I'm, oh, I'm, I'm taking one off because I can't be bothered to talk about VAR anymore. <laughs> There's only one person that can get you the sack, and that's the fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Jim White. I was once told that I'd be better suited as a travel agent. This is Glory Hunters, the podcast from TalkSport. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both teams' history. Bob and Russell, we're going back to 2018 and this. Chance of a breakaway here, no flag, a chance for Levi King through with a goalkeeper to beat, chips the keeper. And they can start tying the red and black ribbons on the trophy. A third goal for Hanworth Villa, a second goal in the game for Levi King. It was Hanworth Villa beating Spelthorne Sports 3-2 in a thrilling encounter to win the Middlesex Senior Charity Cup. But what else do you remember of 2018, Russell and Bob? Here we go, question one. Whilst Hanworth Villa won the competition for the second time in three years... Premier League champions Man City had a four-year wait before they lifted the league title once again. But can you tell me by how many clear points they won it in 2018? Was it A, 17, B, 18, C, 19? I'm going to tell you it was a Premier League record. There's a little clue. I don't normally give clues. 17, 18 or 19 points. All right, so City won the cup, uh, won the league uh, by a load of points. Uh, all right, well, hang on. They're talking about Liverpool this year beating that record because they could get to 21-23. All right, uh, let's say... Do you want to go in the middle, 18? I've, I've just run 18. Well, say You've 18. Gone for 18. It's 19. Ah, Bad news. Here we go. Question <laughs> 2. 2018 was also the year of this. It's Kieran Trippier. Oh, it's in! What a start! Kieran Trippier put England 1-0 up against Croatia in the World Cup semi-final before Croatia came back to win the match 2-1. However, there was one England player who walked away from that tournament with a trophy. Harry Kane was awarded the golden boot as the highest goal scorer. But who was the second highest goal scorer? Was it? Up steps Ronaldo, right footed, in, he's done it! Ronaldo has done it! A hat-trick for Portugal! Cristiano Ronaldo, or was it? Griezmann, against the penalty-saving king. Can't save that one. Griezmann sends him the wrong way. That was Antoine Griezmann, or perhaps... On the edge of the D, he plays it inside to Lukaku! Who chipped it over the goalkeeper? Romelu Lukaku, who was the second highest goalscorer in the 2018 World Cup. Ronaldo, Griezmann or Lukaku? Right, so this is a great question. Griezmann, French. How German, did Belgium? One of them scored three or four goals in the game. I think one of them got a hat trick. Did Lukaku get a hat trick? No, no, go with Griezmann because I was wrong with eighteen. Antoine Griezmann. 
Let's find out. Griezmann. There we go, it was Antoine Griezmann. OK, question three. On 2018, it was one of the few World Cup tournaments not to feature an official England World Cup single. But can you tell me which was the first England World Cup song to reach number one? Was it? Back home in 1970, or was it? Or perhaps we were there by the boys of 1966 in support of the team of 1982. And so from the lads of 66 to the team of 82, my team send you good wishes and all the best to you. Remember, England, when you play the game, play it fair. Because you know. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. I've never heard that before. That was so wrong. That is so wrong. Sir Ralph, <laughs> incredibly posh man. Yeah. He's one of those people, and you used to get them then. Nowadays, you know, if you're born in a certain place, that's how you talk. Yeah, it is, exactly. no, but back in the, certainly in the 60s, it's when you hear, my favourite is Wilfred Bramble. Mm, I almost yes. stepped her. Yeah. I, I just well. wanted to say that it was a marvellous that he, he's yeah. the poshest man you've ever, ever heard <laughs> yeah, in your life. So true. Yeah. You won't yeah. believe me, Willie Weddled. <laughs> Let's get back to the question. Was it Back Home in 1970, World in Motion in 1990, or perhaps we were there by the boys of 1966 in support of the team of 82. Back Home was incredibly popular. It was. I can't believe it didn't get into number. I bought it. I remember the B-side, sweet as, sweet as sugar, twice as fine. Cinnamon girl, cinnamon girl, see that twinkle in her eyes. Cinnamon girl, cinnamon girl. I can't forget the day we met, I was a lonely guy. She came by, oh my, oh my. Oh my, oh my. But I can't help thinking. That was terrible. World in Motion definitely got... I don't what? know who sang the B-side. Oh. Maybe it was the people no. who wrote it. Trevor no, Brooking, was it? Or no, probably early for Trevor. Who sang Cinnamon Girl? It was... Do you know what? I think it might have been Cinnamon Stick. Oh. Cinnamon Girl was a, was a Neil Young song, wasn't it? Mm. Cinnamon, I think it's Cinnamon, Cinnamon Stick. I don't know. Someone will tell us. It was the B-side of, of uh, Back odd? Home. Now oh. then, World in Motion, though, definitely got number one. And it might be that it was... That they're tricking us. Because I'm going to say back home, definitely back home, because everyone I knew had a copy. Knows it. But like then three again, lines on a shirt. It, like, what was it about? What was it up against? It would have been up against uh, T-Rex and Sweet and Slade and big songs in the 1970s. I don't know anything. Well, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a caution to the wind and be laughed at out there and say the first one to get to number one was World in Motion. You're going to go World in Motion. Well, let's find out. Bluff me. <laughs> so at the end of that round, you scored one goal, which takes you to ten points, which means you are currently leading 10-6. Ainsley and Natalie, we're going back to 2014, and this. Wilshire to Sonogo, comes back to Giroud, tries to backheel it, into Ramsey! Who arrows it into the corner? 
and wins Arsenal the FA Cup. There we are, Aaron Ramsey's extra time goal saw Arsenal beat Hull in the FA Cup final and lift the trophy for the 11th time. But what else do you remember of 2014? Here is question one. Can you tell me who performed the traditional FA Cup final hymn, Abide With Me, ahead of kickoff? Was it A... Leona Lewis there with her song about radiators. Or was it B? You raise me up, I can spend a That was Michael Ball, or perhaps... Till I dream he comes away And we would live years together That was Susan Boyle. Who do you think sang Abide With Me, which we, of course, all know was written in Brixham? Uh, I've just got a feeling that it was Michael Ball. Michael Ball, let's find out. Was Leona Lewis? No, I wasn't around. They weren't there. Angel was there. There we are. Okay. question two. Man City pipped Liverpool to the Premier League title after beating West Ham on the final day of the season. Both teams had scored more than 100 goals throughout the course of the season. But can you tell me who was the league's top goal scorer? Was it A? Back to Yaya Toure. Right-footed shot. Oh, it's a wonderful goal from Yaya Toure. Yaya Toure or B? And it's Sturridge trying to get through. Wriggling his way through. And he scored. That's Daniel Sturridge or perhaps... That's Louis Suarez, who was the league's top goal scorer. Torre, Sturridge or Suarez? Sturridge didn't play enough. Sturridge is always injured, as far as I remember. That's this 2014, isn't it? Yeah, this was when it was SAS, wasn't it, for Liverpool, Sturridge and Suarez. They had to form this great partnership. Mm. I think it was Suarez. I think Suarez. Of the two, the, I would go more Suarez. I think he was just a he was a he was just a cool finisher, wasn't he? He mm. just seems to wind you up. He was like a a, a drug bird. He was one of those that just kind of irritates you, but he's yeah. part of your team. You absolutely love the man, mm. and we put in a forty million bid for him, and Liverpool turned it down when mm. Rodgers was there. And we went oh, back and, 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 yeah. and Arsene Wenger went back and said, all right, then 40 million and one pound. Yeah, I remember that, yes. And yes. he said, you know, you, you've got it. You said you can't leave without paying X, Y, Z. And uh, yeah. he stayed and they sold him to uh, Barcelona. Barcelona. He's a bigger player than you think as well. He's taller than you think. Mm. Big oh, lad. Yeah. Fabulous. Us. Absolutely fabulous. And, uh, maybe but what, was he the top league's top goal scorer in I 2014? Think he was. Go on, You're going to go with Luis Suarez? Let's find out. Yaya Torre get on that list? <laughs> <laughs> Who for one second thought, I've got to say, oh, would it be right. Suarez or might have been Yaya? Yeah, Maybe he scored a lot of goals we didn't notice. Right, I'll tell you what, would have been a better, better Yeah, better He option. did score 20, so that's yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> Question three. 2014 was also the year of this. Italy on the front foot here. Candreva left footed ball in. Baratelli! They just hadn't picked him up. He drifted into space at the far post. England's World Cup campaign in Brazil got off to a losing start against Italy and didn't get much better as they failed to qualify from the group. But can you tell me who composed England's World Cup song that year? Was it 
A. Gary Barlow or B? That was Noel Gallagher or C? That was the Arctic Monkeys. Who composed England's World Cup song in 2014? We don't have this song to hear. No. That's a shame. It's a shame, isn't it? Because you could have just worked it out from that, Natalie. It would have <laughs> no, been too easy, no, wouldn't right, it? And Bob would have lost his no, mind. I'm curious enough, we're going to hear <laughs> it. He already thinks it's skewed. No, oh, I'm no, surprised because... Irving Berlin wasn't one of the options. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Porter. No, I just wonder if we're going to hear it, because I don't remember a world It was a disastrous campaign, yeah. and hence we can't remember. I've got a feeling it was the Arctic Monkeys. I do as well. I actually do so think they've gone So let's shake on that, babe. There we are. Shaking on it. They've gone for the Arctic Monkeys. Let's find out. We're going to hear it. Gary Barlow was joined by a host of names from the world of sport and music to record the Take That song, The Greatest Day, which in the end, oh. it was never released as a single. As a Listening to it there, pretty clear why. No, but it was released by Take That. By Take That, it which was, was great. Yeah, it's a great song, but I love it. Yeah, I didn't know it was good oh, That's not fair, if it wasn't released, how are we supposed to know it? Well, that's <laughs> the way it is. That's just, uh, as Bob knows, it's well, a very hard quiz. I knew Yaya Toure wasn't a good <laughs> It's a must-win game, and Germany need at least a draw. Here on Glory Hunters, we like to probe our panellists in the nicest way possible, and that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to be confronted by real-life members of the general public as we play A Question of Sport Time. Can we have our first question, please? Hello, I'd like to ask the panel what three sporting legends, past or present, would they like to invite round for dinner and what would they cook? Bob Mills. You know the answers to two of those, obviously. I have very few Torval sporting and Dean. legends. Yes, I'm guessing yeah. Torval and Dean. Torval and Dean. It will be Torval and Dean. Uh, and it would be something that I can speak freely about because I, I have dined with them on many, many of, uh, occasions. Oh. It will be a very interesting evening. What will we be eating? Well, that's quite simple. Chris is a strange eater. He's a finicky eater. Let me put say that as a finicky. Like you know, quail. Last time we dined together, he had quail. But it wasn't just, oh, lovely, I have a quail and I have some red wine. I'll, I'll have a juice. No, here's his tiny little quail. Tiny little pieces of quail that have been deboned. It's like an Ottolenghi quail. It's a, and there's a bit of green slime somewhere in the middle. There's no meat there on a quail. You know, it's all bone and that, but, he, but he'll eat quail and some of that. Whereas okay. Jane is a delight to cook for, because all you've got to do is open up a tin of suet pudding, basically, a steak and kidney pudding. Frey Yeah, Frey Bento. Stick it in them, stick the whole thing, pierce the top, stick it in the boiling water, and she'll, oh, have, a, she'll have half a dozen of them. <laughs> Seriously, with mash, she'll have half a dozen of them. Oh, right. Who's the third person? Now, the third person would have to be, and this is the top of my head, I'm going to say Royce Mills, who was a boxing oh, yeah. referee. And the reason for that is when you when you are dining with Jane and uh, yeah. Claire, it's, uh, Jane and, and Chris, it's lovely for the first hour, lovely for the second hour. Third hour gets a little bit, for, but by the fourth hour there'll be a little mistake, and Jane will say something like, 
I remember when I looked at the scores and I thought, oh, my God, I've got all sixes. And Chris would say, oh, you got all sixes. Oh, oh, dear, right, oh really? Yeah, I wasn't oh, there. And she'll say, of course you were there. Someone had to help me lift. And then it'll kick up. So you need a boxing referee in there to just hold them apart yeah. and say, listen, oi, oi, put that... Aperol spritzer down, Chris. You've had enough. Leave it. Aperol's and who could lift her after six spray bits? Oh, nowadays, nowadays you need a team of strong men, I tell you, to get her off to bed at the end of the night. I'm going like... to bed, she said. I'm going to bed. Well, hang on. I'll oh, say, hang on, I'll get, Rick, I'll get my mate Ricky round as well, and we'll take you up together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it sounds, sounds like a, a, a wonderful evening, Bob. It sounds like a really lovely so evening. And um, I'm going to give you three goals fix it sounded so nice it sounded yeah, nice uh, Ainsley Harriet of yeah. course I probably uh, you know because I'm still a, a massive fan of football I always will be a, a massive fan of football and one of the people who really made me want to enjoy football is the legend himself Ian Wright I'd have Wrighty over and I'd cook him some nice jerk chicken man like a rice and peas oh, and cold slaw and thing, make up a nice rompunch and we'd say yeah boy and I'd make him smile so I can see those little silvery golden teeth pinging out there <laughs> lighting up my room I just love to have Wrighty in attendance and we'd laugh <laughs> and I just love to have him round and then to balance things out a little bit and one person who he was in complete awe of is the great Arsene Wenger. I'd make Arsene a filet sol Veronique, something oh. very typically French. You is know, that with grapes? Uh, <laughs> that is with grapes. Oh, just Creamy grape salt, you have to peel the grapes, you have to take the skin off the grapes and de-seed them and all that. I'd uh, love to have Arsene Wenger there because yes. I, I think he's uh, one of those people that, you know, you go quiet with. There's, uh, I grew up with, when you watch the television, when you watch Match of the Day, there's only two managers that you'd actually go, shh, 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 shh when they were talking, and it was Arsene Wenger and, the, and Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. And then along came Mourinho and a few classics, but they're the ones that you just, the whole room went quiet. What were they going to say? So I think you'll have that same kind of feeling if he came to a dinner party. And uh, to top it all off, because just because of his laugh alone, David Seaman. I love it. I love Big Dave. I just think, oh, 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 oh. I, uh, uh, I think he's great. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it is an Arsenal thing. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. And to have an evening of people like that who just bring joy into your heart. And, of course, I'd make him a classic roast. Lots of lovely Yorkshire puddings. I think he's on a bit of a health kick these days, though, and he's, that might, might be, have to be something well, vegan. He's, he or he eats a lot of fish. He's a big fisherman, isn't he? Yeah, he loves yeah. it, loves it, loves the, yeah, yeah. the quietness of going off and mm. doing that. What was that called? Veronique, what is it? Philip Sol Veronique. Philip Sol Veronique. Yeah, you see, nice. you could do that for Chris. You couldn't do it for Jane. She'd be, <laughs> hey, where's the skin off me grape? <laughs> <laughs> well, you leave the pips in, because I like to spit them in the fireplace afterwards. So that'd be no good for Jane at all. I Love it a bit, but oh, no, she ain't coming. I've got a fireplace. Um, Ainsley, that was an absolutely wonderful answer, and it's made me want to eat everything you've ever mentioned in your life. Uh, I'm going to say three goals again, Ainsley. Three goals, Get Russell Grant. There. Let's be having you. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Grant. Well, I've, I just still can't stop laughing about James Torvald <laughs> and the six free letters. Funnily enough, the last time I, I really did have dinner with James Torvald and Christopher Dean, it was, it was in a... A Chinese restaurant in Nottingham. Oh, go on, tell me what she had. Not far from workshop. Oh, oh I bet. Ah. I, I can't oh, remember. I bet she had the dog, and no one could get near the pancakes, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've had dog food. Hey, Jane, there for sharing. Get out, get you down. 
Leave him there alone, she gets her. I've seen her, I've seen her make one pancake out of the whole basket. Seriously, I'm not joking. All the spring onion, all the plum sauce in it there. She's eating it like it's like someone's playing the oboe. Honestly, God. Oh, I love her to bits, but don't don't go out with her. I'm crying here. I don't know if this is true or not. No, absolutely. I'm very Chris and Jane are very, very I love them. Very close. Yeah, very close. Like Nottingham is to workshop. Exactly workshop town. Come on, workshop. Come on, Russell. What do you what would you who would you have over to? Well, I made a little note of this because there's so many people I'd like to invite to dinner, but I've decided to invite Fidipides. Oh. Because he did a lot of running around. Mm. He did a lot of running around. For instance, he ran off to Sparta to get some men to fight the Persians. And um, when the Greek army actually won at the Battle of Marathon, he ran another 26 miles, 385 yards to Athens no. to tell the Athenians that the Greeks had won. Oh. So I thought I'd cook him Kleftico. Oh, and a little yeah, bit of taramasalata. Oh, oh, yes. Start three days before he gets there. That's the yeah, trick. Slow, slow, three days. Yeah, slow, um, slow bit. You stick yeah. it in the ground with a bit of hay, don't oh, you? When yeah. you cook left hey. to go. Because he'll need it. But the only trouble is, we've got to be careful, because after he'd run approximately 150 miles, first of all, to the Spartans, come and join us. No, they had a religious festival. We can't go to Marathon yet. Mm. Um, so he whizzes up then to Marathon. Darius is there with the Persians and the Greeks say, no, Pheidippides, you've just got to wait. And if we've won, you can run back to Athens oh, and tell gosh. them. Oh. And they won. And so he'll be running back to Off Athens from my Cleftico. The only trouble is he dropped down dead. Oh. Yeah. Too hot. All that food all wasted. That, all that but you could have invited Jane. Yeah. I cooked a cleft to go for Jane. She turned up two days early. <laughs> have you got it on? Well, I'll have mine. I'll have a bit now. A bit more in. That's one person. There's a very strong association between Middlesex County Cricket Club and Arsenal. Mm -hmm. It's a very strong relationship, which really was forged by Dennis Charles Scott Compton. Ah, because nice. he was born in Hendon. He made his first class debut for Middlesex in 1936. And in the next season, his first test was versus New Zealand. He scored 65. Yeah. Right-handed master of the sweeping stroke and left-arm spin bowler, oh, too. Spun, they didn't know that he okay. spun. He took 622 first-class wickets mm. and scored nearly 39,000 runs and 123 centuries. He what played for Arsenal mm. between 1936 and 1950 until a knee injury forced him out after the Gunners won the FA Cup. Oh, and I would obviously bring that famous Middlesex dish, pie, eels and mash. Who's the third one? Well, a, a heroine of mine, oh. Anne Hayden Jones. She was born in Birmingham. She was a table tennis and lawn tennis champion. Oh, she won the French singles in 1961-1966. And in Wimbledon, at Wimbledon, she won 1969. And I remember working at my dad's shop in Kilburn Lane, Queen's Park, and I went into the storeroom to listen to Anne Hayden-Jones winning in 1969. Yeah. She won the mixed doubles at Wimbledon 1969 and the Australian Open in 1969. Wow. Wow. She won the French doubles 1963, 1968 and 1969. And here's a little bit of a thing for you. 
Even the Beatles stopped a session for their song Golden Slumbers to listen to Anne Jones beat Billie Jean King in 1969. And I wrote to her down at Eastbourne where they had the ladies tournament just before Wimbledon. And I said, I'm a big fan of yours. Could you send me your autograph? And I still have it. 1969, she wrote back and she wrote, Dear Russell, best of luck. And Jones. Oh, fantastic. Oh. Russell, beautiful answer. I feel like I've learned something as well. Mm. Three goals. Natalie Sawyer. Wow. I am going for three characters, I would say. Oh. Um, the first of which, George Best. Okay. I think he'd be a bit of, bit of a hoot yeah. when it came to a dinner party. Um, I think also to add to the mix, Brian Clough. And then to sort of let's say, keep everyone in check, mm. I want to bring Bobby Robson into oh, oh, yeah. And I think he'd be such yeah, a gentleman. Nice. Most goals are scored between the posts. You're listening to Glory Hunters, the podcast from Talk Sport. We've come to the final round. It's the dying moments of the game and we move into injury time where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. Now, losing side goes first. That is currently Middlesex on 20 goals, two behind Arsenal on 22. I am going to list a series of British wrestlers from the 70s and 80s. Bob's rubbing his hands. <laughs> All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are false. As I say, you're currently on 20 goals. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. How okay. are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> OK, here we go. Your time starts now. Cat Weasel. True. True. Uh, Leon Aris, the man from Paris. False. Is true. The Tuppany Nudger. False. It is false. Jackie Palo. True. It's true. Mr. Payne. False. It is false. Captain Sensible. False. It is false. Rainer's Lane. False. It is false. Count Bartelli. True. It is true. Lord Charles. False. It is false. Rollerball Rocco. True. It is true. Scaramanga. True. It's false. The Dynamite Kid. True. It is true. Baron Samady. False. It's false. Lord Littlebrook. False. It's true. The Beast from Dagenham East. (laughs) False. It is false. Fit Finley. True. It is true. The Chingford Skinhead. False. It is false. Skull Murphy. True. It is true. King Kong Kirk. True. It is true. The Honey Monster. False. It is false. Crusher Mason. False. It is true. It's true. Les Kellett. True. It is true. I was waiting for Brian Goldbelt, Maxine. I wonder how many we got. Let's find out. Let's find out how many we got. 18. Took him to takes him up to 38 goals. It seems an unassailable lead. They need 16 points. They need 16 to draw. How are we going to do 17 to win. So next up, it's Arsenal. Ainsley and Natalie, I'm going to list a number of items of sports memorabilia that have been bought at auction. All you have to do is tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Suchin Tendulkar. There we are. (laughs) Are we ready? Your time starts now. Andre Agassi's ponytail. True. It is true. Are you rhino signed by the Arsenal squad before they moved from Highbury? False. This is false. Baseball legend Ty Cobb's false teeth. True. It's true. Those little balls used for World Cup draws. True. It is true. Piece of Fergie's used chewing gum. Mm. False. It is false. Contact lenses worn by Monobby Styles. 
False. It's true. A beer towel signed by Phil the Power Dealer. True. It is true. The actual dentist chair that the England players used for drinking games before Euro 96. <laughs> true. It's false. <laughs> a death threat written to baseball star Mickey Mantle in 1953. True. It's true. The white Bronco driven by OJ Simpson. False. It's true. Ooh. WG Grace's beard. <laughs> true. It's false. <laughs> the rules of basketball written in 1891. True. It's true. The grey shirts Man United changed at half-time against oh Southampton in 1996. True. It's false. <laughs> Jose Mourinho Premier League winner's medal. False. It's true. The Wembley Stadium Twin Towers. False. It is false. The football rule book from 1863. <laughs> It's true. Is it? At the end of that round, you scored nine oh. goals, which is a good oh. effort, oh. Arsenal, but not enough because Bob Mills and Russell Grunt ran away with I the wrestlers' did. round Very with well 38 done. final goals. Yeah. Ainsley, can you take any positives from that at all? You seem like a positive um, person. Can I take any positives? <sighs> I won't be coming round to stir your couscous, that's for sure. Oh, oh, this is so sad for me. This has, come, this has come back on me. I don't even like couscous. And I'm disappointed <laughs> that he's not going to stir it. It's very difficult. Russell, another, another win for you. Well, it's down to Bob with his last rounds. I've got nothing to do with it except I like to inform and educate. Very inform very so. and entertain. <laughs> to our winners, we say... <laughs> For the losers. My thanks to Natalie, Bob, Russell and Ainsley. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. An unbelievable comeback for the boys from Middlesex there. Fantastic. Thanks so much to you for listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. We are on Twitter. We sometimes ask a question via the TalkSport Twitter. This week we asked, what's been your lowest moment as a sports fan? We had a variety of responses and here's just a few. Ian Frankham, he's a West Ham fan, and he says Stephen Gerrard's goal in the 2006 FA Cup final. We all remember that one flying in. Great, great goal. I was at Lord's watching cricket that day. Uh, Jules Orker, you've been on. Gaza missing the goal by an inch in Euro 96. I'm full of disappointment just thinking about it. Yam Southall, the introduction of VAR. I feel your pain, Yam. Justin Bobby, the Thierry Henry handball against Ireland. Yeah. That would have been one of the reasons for VAR. That would have been one of the positives. There we are. It didn't happen. M. Dardis, the Jamaican bobsleigh team crashing metres from the finishing line during the 88 Winter Olympics. What a great film Cool Runnings is. Thank you, M. Dardis. And lastly, Isaac Vella. Any tournament England are knocked out of on penalties. Of course, we can all feel that pain. Thanks for joining Glory Hunters. Do rate and subscribe and review. And we'll see you again next week. <laughs>